0: Hello, this is episode 270 of the Purple Psychology Podcast, I'm Nisha Running. This episode is on cancel culture and the emotional intelligence conflict. I've spent a year thinking about this one. I did record a podcast on cancel culture last year when a number of people that I admire signed an open letter on cancel culture. At the time, I felt much of the incident that sparked the debate wasn't about what they said, it was about the way they said it. It was very condescending, patronising. And it was from this place of personal insecurity. And I shared another open letter recently. Again, I can't read the name, so I'm, I'm going to share it in the description. But it was around the idea of needing to defend your point of view when you've said something and it's been taken out of context. The fact that you find yourself in the world of social media, where something is taken out of context and paraphrased and very quickly can become the truth. And yet those of us who want to remain sane know that we can't spend that much time investing energy in social media. But sometimes there's a point where you have to step up and almost end up clarifying your position on things in order to not spiral into this place of cancel. I often see that the people who are in the spotlight, who make mistakes, they find themselves in this cancel zone. The reason that they're there is because they haven't seen somebody else's point of view, or they haven't had an experience, or they are replying from the, the zone of it being personal and insecure, and in the sense that it's having a personal impact on them rather than, replying from a neutral more open viewpoint like for instance using the word sacrifice in the wrong way at the wrong time in the wrong context there's been a very good example in not using what has been termed as neurodivergent characters in an autism film and again I'll share the story And it's interesting because I had the notes written out for this podcast and then I met some friends for lunch and they ended up talking to me about another autism film. I'm going to jump on and I'm going to record a second roll-on podcast about this afterwards. But as they were pointing out, like in this article that I'll share, it uses the word disabled, which is far from ideal. So on one sense, it's trying to have a conversation and say where someone has made a mistake not including neurodivergent characters but then the problem with the whole concept of neurodivergent is that they're still normal and it still deviates from normal this friend was talking about the film the reason i jump and why it's so fantastic for them to see how others process the world differently but my point is we all process the world differently that's just not our focus And I started out very much with the premise that it doesn't matter what you can not do, only what you can. But we don't foster emotional intelligence. That's the bigger conversation for me here. Because when I sit and I talk about, talk with friends about these sort of big topics, we're trying to actively see this from other people's points of view. We're actively comparing all the experiences we've had. We're looking at the language and thinking, well, that's still not right. And we've seen the language journey and seen the debates take place and seen how language goes in and out of vogue and how labels go in and out of vogue. But we still hugely feel threatened by emotional intelligence. I see this in a huge cohort of students that I work with. It's one of the biggest commonalities of qualities that many of the students I work with have. They all have a huge emotional intelligence from a young age. And it often threatens the adults in their world. And not just the educators, often their parents. There's always an element of trying to control it and compress it and unvalidate it almost because they can see too much. But yet when we make mistakes, we expect it from others, it's what we're looking for. When you get it wrong, it's what you don't have. And there's a bigger gap forming in that. I can see that often the, the targets of the people making the mistake are millennials, Generation X and beyond. And the people who are counseling are often Generation Z. And the only reason I'm using those labels is so that you can get um, a sense of the demographics and the different age groups to look at it yourself and see the differences. But if we get so head up on labels rather than experiences, and if we're afraid to ask questions because we get it wrong, if we're afraid to include in case we get cancelled, if our whole focus is on not being cancelled rather than having conversations and having debates and having awareness, there is a huge awareness being brought about from the debates on the films on autism and in how autism is being portrayed. But if you just want to cancel, there's no possibility of awareness. You have to allow the conversation to unfold. But for me, the conflict that's really taking place is around emotional intelligence. Because on one hand, we want you to have it so you don't make mistakes. But on the other hand, we have a generation of people who are really struggling to be allowed to develop that emotional intelligence. And there's a big clash between the two groups at the moment.